Nothing much has changed since the time of the prophet Zephaniah or John the Baptist. The world is full of pain. There are despots and power struggles and war and famine throughout the world. There's the individual pain of poverty, discrimination, grief, and loss. Injustice persists. There is fear of what might happen in the future. And none of this is new. What is common throughout humanity is the desire for peace and safety. During Advent especially, we feel that longing. We celebrate the coming of God into the world and we hope for that new day that is coming to free us from the pain we see going on around us, or maybe the pain we ourselves might be experiencing. The prophets in our readings today promise us that God is near. And this is both a solution to the problem of pain and at the same time, something that, that really doesn't offer a lot of solace. Uh, if you're like me, the readings today might make you more than a little uncomfortable. Maybe it's because I hear the challenge to give generously and live counterculturally. Maybe it's because I hear that faith is lived out and demonstrated by our actions. Maybe it's because I hear a warning for those who are comfortable with the current social order. John the Baptist doesn't mince words because he doesn't have time to waste. His calling in life was to introduce Jesus to the world as God in the flesh, the Messiah, the one who would turn things around. So accordingly, expectations were high. This man would save the world. All pain would be gone. Zephaniah predicts a warrior who would make a spectacular difference. He says in, in Zephaniah 3, The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time, and I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. <laughs> wow, what an exciting promise. So, of course, the people looked forward to the arrival of God in the flesh. Everyone wants to see how God will change the world. We want to know what God looks like, what God will do. Instead, we see a man arriving as a baby in a manger who grows up to be a very humble, everyday, ordinary working man. Not at all what we expect. But then this man shows us how God lives through humanity. He teaches us what the world could look like when God takes on human flesh. He demonstrates what being filled with the Spirit is like, and he guides us through this process of being fully human and fully alive. He came to show us what we can do when we embrace the nearness of God. He shows us how we can make a difference and how we can change the world. Perhaps uh, this is why John's words feel so challenging. He tells us basically that if we want to change the world, it's up to us. 
So people were coming to John looking for the hope of a redeemer. They were looking for the kind of place that Zephaniah described, and some of them think that their heritage will give them a special place in this kingdom, that it will somehow resemble the earthly kingdoms they understood with hierarchies and power. So the religious people come to John to be cleansed in the rite of purification that was common at the time. They did this to prove themselves worthy and righteous because that's what they thought would make them appealing to God. And if they were on God's good side, then maybe a special place would await them in this new kingdom. But John sees their motives, and he surprises them by using some rather unflattering language to address them and to confront their ideas. He said, broods of vipers, it's not where you were born or your religion or your beliefs that save you. It's the way you live your life. Everything else is useless. And I find it interesting that the, the religious people don't ask any questions. I guess they've got it all figured out and don't need to hear John's little sermon. Uh, but it's the people who, who doubt their standing with God, who are, who are uncertain about this new kingdom and where they might fit in. They're the ones who ask what, in my mind, are the natural follow-up questions to what John just said. They say, okay then, how, how are we supposed to live? What does it look like? What are we supposed to do? And John says simply, be generous. Share your material possessions with people who have less. Be kind. Don't use your power to make people miserable. Be gentle and content. Don't be greedy. He goes on to say that this baptism is just a symbol of what is to come. That Jesus will change the lives of everyone who will let him. He will place the Holy Spirit within us, and then God will always be near, just as the prophet promised. We just need to open our hearts and let God in. Paul tells us in Philippians that because God is near, we have nothing to fear. We need to simply share our requests and our worries, and then God will give us peace. All the other junk will go away, and as John says, it will, it will get burned up. And of course, this is good news. Unfortunately, the struggles persist in the world, and so we often lose sight of the nearness of God. And that's where the idea of faith comes in. Uh, remembering the promise, rekindling the fire of the Spirit within, opening our heart to God, and doing all of this daily. Walt Whitman, in his poem, O Me, O Life, talks about the struggles and the big questions of life. He describes the endless trains of the faithless, cities filled with the foolish, how he finds that he is forever reproaching himself about his own failures. He talks about the emptiness he feels, and he asks, what good am I in the midst of all this? At the end of the poem, he provides the answer to his questions. That you are here, that life exists and identity that the powerful play goes on 
and you may contribute a verse. And this, I believe, is, is both the challenge from John the Baptist and at the same time, the good news of Jesus Christ, that we can all make a contribution right where we are. He tells us simply to live in a way that recognizes the humanity in every individual. Jesus came to show us the kind of impact we can have when we embrace the nearness of God. He shows us how we can be the ones who change the world. So the question I leave for all of us is what will you contribute to the powerful play that goes on? And how will your verse be remembered?